you know, pe- people often ask, who's your hapu? And we've we've even had that discussion among ourselves uh, quite a few times. And I can see everybody smiling. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's what's happened is that over time, and especially in recent years, people have come to refer to us as ngai hine pehinga. But that's quite a new, quite a new thing. It's we're actually more fanu, so we don't really have a hapu here. We're putahi. So we're putai in terms of, of the marae, we're putai in terms of the whānau that are here. We, we don't really have a hapu name because it really wasn't... A thing. No, it really wasn't a thing for, for this particular place. But I guess what's happened is that in recent years as people have been um, discovering or rediscovering what it is to be Māori and they've been given this template called the pepeha and uh, they've been told that uh, you must have a maunga, you must have an awa, you must have an iwi, and you must have a hapu, and you must have a marae as part of that pepeha structure. And I think that's what's happened, is that people say, oh, oh I know my marae is putahi, but oh, what's our hapu? Yeah. And so that's where a bit of uh, education happens in terms of explaining, well, we're not really hapu-based. Never really happening. We're more whānau. So it's actually well. It's all about our whakapapa. It's our whakapapa that connects us, and hapu, iwi, whatever you want to call it, they're, they're mechanisms to enable those sorts of things to continue and be remembered. But it's not hapu identity is not really a big thing for us. This is our pa. This is our home. This is our kainga. We're, pro- we're more kainga than a hapu and more a whānau than a hapu. We've recently had the round of land block AGMs, and the main one that happens here is for Mahurangi Station, and Mahurangi is sort of up that way towards Tharanga. And there are there are thousands of people that whakapapa, through being Mahurangi shareholders, they actually whakapapa here, but a lot of them don't realise it because they think that the connection is to, to Mahurangi, and it is. But the Mahurangi shareholders... Main ones came, from here. came from here, so you know there's there's those kinds of of connections as well. And then once again, that land block uh, is a mechanism for people to stay connected here. But probably a lot of them realise that when they come here for the AGM, actually they've come back to their marae. Yeah. This is their marae too. Yeah. But because their 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 whanau have branched out to other areas, married into other areas, or they got their other lines of of descent. And those are the ones that they most closely affiliate to. That's what they identify as their marae. But actually, this is theirs too, simply by virtue of their whakapapa. Yeah, but I guess it's that thing, eh, um, Kiwa, if you don't know, or if you, you know, don't remember, or you haven't connected, then you just don't know that. Yeah, but yeah. for some people, actually, that's unconsciously. That's Yeah, yeah, that's true too. That you can this... have your heart may just beat a little bit stronger when you're at a place and go, why? And then suddenly <laughs> yeah. you realise eh, that your great-grand, your great-grandmother came from there or, you know, you have a tupuna from there. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so there can be like a physical response. Yeah. Look, yeah, there are there are those people as well who, they may not be here on a regular basis, but they make the effort to come back for different kaupapa. And I think of Uncle Fred's whānau in particular, his whānau down our whānau down in the South Island, you know, cousin Mike McRoberts, you know, he's another one. When, whenever a kaupapa comes up and they can get back here, they get back here. It's not often, but they maintain that strong sense of connection by constantly identifying themselves as being from here and making the effort to get back here for big events. And not just them, you know, even like with our whānau who are all over the, the country and all over the world, if there's an event on or something that 
for which they, they, they feel compelled to come back, they will come back. It does help when you have the car burning steadily. Yeah. Hey, then it means that you, can, that you can always find your way home. I think the important thing is when you're talking about ahika, is that Miriama Hammond, each whānau, each whānau branch, has one person, especially now in Waro, that they can connect with. So you know, like with my whānau, they connect with me. And you know, you know what can we? We want to come back to Putai for whatever. So I have the, uh, I suppose, the networks to make sure that it happens. Oh, because you're actually physically located he, he's, here yeah. too. And the same with Fred. Mm. You know, he's, he's their ahika for their mm. family. And I think the terminology of ahika is one particular, maybe two particular people in one whānau that everybody can, you know, touch base with, and that's the person they connect with. And, uh, I mean, you know, in the early days when they talked about ahika, they talked about people being living close to the marae and being accessible there. But it's not like that anymore. No. We don't have whānau. Very few marais would have whānau actually living so close to the marae that that terminology of aika is really, I suppose, um, means more at that, for that. But for now, it's changed. There's also a practical consideration too, though, isn't there? When, um, say, there's an event happening at the past, so, for instance, at Tangi, you know, when you've got people who are living at home and they're all able to come and help out at the yeah, park? Yeah, yeah. And uh, over time, things like that change. Yeah. People move away from yeah, home. Yeah. You end up being becoming more reliant on the wider community to come in because it's a practical thing. You need mm. people there to help with the money. Well, I think in, in, in today's world, it's this Facebook and Twitter thing that's happening now. You know... The news gets out far quicker out there before it even gets. That is so true. You know, to How the main. How many have I learned about on Facebook? Mm, yeah, mm. I mean, you know, different tangihanga. Oh, but you know, they didn't ring me, <laughs> and now I'm hearing it from other people that they mm. saw it on Facebook. Mm. So that's become the main, I suppose, like stream of communication. communication, which in a way is sad. Yeah, it is sad because what it's done, it's taken the ihi out of touching base with the ahika back home. That's what it's done to me. It's a mamai for us older ones that are back home and, you know, and hearing it that way. It's real mamai stuff. And I don't think our young ones realise that. And then we say, oh, OK. But then we are expected to get the wheels of to motion. To get everything working yeah. so that you're, so it's ready for when they arrive home. Yeah, to mm. make sure that we're here to make sure that everything is done for them. But we're here at second hand, and that's the my part. The, the great thing about things like Facebook is that it's how people be connected in that respect. Kiwa Hammond. And aware. But like what Mum was saying before, probably what suffers as a result of that is actual physical connection. I think people are becoming far too reliant on that kind of technology, as good as it may be, becoming far too reliant on that as being the modes of communication. Uh, whereas, what's wrong with picking up the phone? You know, even just the phone call makes a difference. So when you hear mum, you're talking about that, that there's a bit of mum idea, it's, well, exactly, pick up the phone. Make the phone call. Don't just expect, you know, put the message out there on Facebook and then expect that to be it. Yeah, that's quite a that's quite a important thing. And that's that's a tikanga thing too. 
So it's something that people need to have a think about. You know, and I say this as somebody who actually, I wasn't brought up here. I was brought up away from Wairau. But one of the things I've been conscious of for quite a while now is that the demands that can be on the ahika uh, from those I've who I've become aware of those. <laughs> from those who aren't living here and not living it here. And <clears throat> as was said before, there can be this expectation that the ahika will drop everything. That the ahika don't have a life. Well, exactly. The ahika <laughs> don't have a life. They're just there to get... Um, put into gear when something some some kaipapa goes yeah. down. Mm. And look, the reality is, the ahika have got to work as well. These are modern realities. The ahika have got jobs. The ahika have got to work. The ahika have actually got you know tamariki mukupuna to to think of in terms of their, of their everyday lives. Mm. Uh, but there can be this expectation: oh, um, we're coming home, so the ahika is going to drop everything and basically look after us. Well, no, it's not going to happen that way. One of the things, well, we're quite proud of the fact, actually, that we're self-sufficient. Mm. We like to think of ourselves as people who can do everything. We like the everything people. And I mean, the thing is that these days you have to be. You have to have the ability to uh, to be at the front, do the fake order or do the karanga. To go and fix the plumbing. Yeah, uh, to sweep, <laughs> sweep out the veranda, do the cup of tea. Pull the gas bottles uh, up. <laughs> butcher the meat. In my case, I really do butcher the meat. Um, but I mean, the beds, feed the babies. <laughs> yeah, you've, you've actually got to be a, uh, something of a generalist. You've got to be somebody who's, who's multi-skilled, can carry out all these different functions. Uh, there, is, there are positives in that. Uh, because what that does, it demonstrates the versatility of that person and the people who are able to, to do that. But the negatives are that people become reliant on that, mm-hmm. and especially those who don't live at home become reliant. Oh, Uncle Fred will get all sorted, you know. But actually, well, Uncle Fred, um, he's a very capable man, but Uncle Fred's getting, um, getting on and he's got important things to do. So, you know, I, I think that's something that people need to realise, that when they come home, you know, you don't come home with the expectation that the whanau home is going to look after you and, and, and cater to every woman need. You need to come, come back with the uh, understanding that you're going to do some work. Yeah, you're going to do some work. And you need to be self-sufficient. That's what it's about, to be on your marae, to be, go back to your marae, is be there and do just whatever yeah, needs to be thing, done. that's the thing, isn't it? Like, um, even when, you, you know, you go back for tangi and it, it's like sometimes you are going back for the tangi, but you're actually going to relieve That's right. That's the right. ahika yeah. Yeah, for the mahi, eh? they need a bit of a break too. Yeah, they do. They especially, do. especially if they've had like a spate, a whole oh, run of tangihana. Tangihana. Bang, exactly. bang, bang. They're exhausted. And it has a, yeah. um, it's a drain on the, I know where we're from, it, it ends up being a real drain on the valley. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. And then people get sick, getting resentful. And fair enough. I mean, you know, um, with with Fred there, he's one of our ministers, you know, ministers here, and uh, he's called on all over the rohe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Like for karakias and uh, fight quarter on the mara. Fred McRoberts. We sort of understand why sort of gender at the moment would type in, yeah, and we get called upon to go and do or whatever they wouldn't have done on the mana. When we have whānau coming back from Australia and away and bringing their tuba, you know, that's lovely, that's fine, they're bringing them home. But, you know, it's hard work back home when there's only three or four people. 
here mm. to do it. That's where the hard work comes in. That's exactly what Kiwa was saying. You know, when people come back, they got to be prepared to get in the back there and help. But Wash then, the dishes, I mean, whatever. Even, even not just get out the back, but even be in the front. Yeah. Because I think that's another thing that happens too, and it, it's right around the motu. People hide in the kitchen, or they hide out the back, or they go out to the back shed where everyone's having a smoke and a bit of a you know, cup of tea. Well, how does that actually help your marae? Because where a lot of our marae, and I'm not just talking about putahi, uh, I think we, we get by okay, but a lot of our marae, you know, kore nei ngā tangata kaimua, and so you got to think about those who have been the carriers of those particular tikanga. He was he was a good example, and this didn't happen on this marae, but it was it was one tangihanga uh, that we had just recently. Mum was talking about uh, mum was talking about um, a whanau, yeah, whanau being brought back from. Um, Australia, and it was unfortunately it was my my nephew who died far too young. And it was as sad as an occasion it was. The beautiful thing about that particular tangihanga, and this was up at uh, Taranga, was that, and maybe because we had quite a bit of time to get ready, because there was a quite a bit of a delay before you know, between when he passed away and when he was brought back and. Yeah, there were some real trials and, and, and tribulations for the whanau in terms of that happening, but they made it happen. Uh, but the, probably the, 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 one of the biggest victories for us as a whanau was we had, the kitchen was completely under control, so te hapai was humming, okay. and then out the front, te murangi kimua, oh, it was on fire. You know, and that doesn't happen very often. That doesn't very happen very often where we had more than one kaikorera, more than one kaikaranga. And the the beautiful thing was actually is that we had uh, young exponents who were being backed up by the older experts. And that was great because it was, it was that was a beautiful thing to watch that happen, but it doesn't happen very often. So, and it was actually like with, with my whanau in particular, because a lot of them came back from from Wellington, and we had a bit of a hui before the, the tangihanga actually started or the tūpāpaku arrived, and that was the conversation we had. Where do we need to be to ensure that you know, we're there to tautoko our whānau? And my kōrero to them was actually, well, we're all sorted out the back. It's, there's no point going out the back, just get in the way. The whānau needs us out the front. They need us doing the whai kōrero. They need us doing the karanga. They need us doing the waiata to uphold those tikanga. And I think that's that's where people actually they need to stop hiding out the back. And it's it's no disrespect to those who do the work out the back. That's bloody important. <laughs> it's absolutely vital. But but you can't have one without the other. Yeah, no, you can't. They've actually got to support one another. It's fair, eh? Oh yeah. I mean, like I said before, I can uh, I can work in the kitchen. Um, I can hack a carcass, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean hack, you know. I, I put the butcher into the word butcher when it comes to, you know, but at the end of the day, if the people, if my whanau says, you're on the pie, I'm on the pie. And what if they didn't say that? Would you do it anyway? Well, if you saw the gap? I think the expectation. Expectation in the whanau is that he goes there anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess for those And, and I try and drag others with me. 
Yeah. <laughs> I said, come on, you, you, there's no point you holding a tea towel. I know you can fight coordinator. You're sitting with me. Oh, but yeah, there's heaps to do. No, no, yeah, obviously can do it. Create the gap so someone else can fill it and come sit in the gap that's next to us on the pie. That's yeah. where we need you. But effectively what you're doing is you're grooming succession. Yeah. Right. Oh, exactly. Exactly. But then there are places, there are marae around the country where they don't have that person or um, people are saying, step up, you need to go out the front or people aren't saying that. No. And it's like, does somebody just step up? Well, I, think... I know in, in my case, uh, <clears throat> because I suppose in, 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 for our family, I'm their main kaikaranga. But what I have done over a period of time, and it's actually something that I got from one of, one of my aunties who was one of the main kaikarangas in this area. When we, she, she groomed us, me and my sister, to do the karanga. But when we went anywhere, she would say, turn around to me or to Mere, Hedi is my mother, and say, mahau te karanga, mahau te karanga. Mm-hmm. She handed down, made sure, and she was there to support us mm-hmm. and to back us up. So when we, we'd be standing out the front there and she'll just turn around to one, Ekwe, maho, took it off the karanga. And she'd be there to back us up. Mm. So she groomed us and, uh, to take her place once she'd gone. And I'm doing the same thing now. Mm. And, you know, when my nieces come home, when Rhonda comes home, Tungani comes home, you know, they're here, I put them up there. Now, Miriam, is that because you've identified them as I know being got skilled? The skills. They've got the skills. Right. So, you know, they, I've, they've learned, they've got the skills, so I've identified any, any even other, um, you know, young kōtero in Wairo here that I know that I've got those skills. When we go to Takitupu, they happen to be there, to my kōikikone. So I'm always making sure that our young ones, I don't want them to be sitting back there with all that mātauranga, those skills, and waiting for me to die. I want to hear them before they, you know, and know they've got it. And, I, and feel comfortable. If I'm not there, I know they can do it. So it's important that us as kaikaranga have that succession thing going. And it doesn't matter who it is, who that kōtero is. Wherever we are, wherever, wherever I am, and I know there's one there, I see them coming through there. mai, tu mai kone, ma tukunata karanga. Just, just from a whaikōtero perspective, uh, and this, yeah, I don't want this to be a kōtero specifically about me, but it, it's definitely a quarter it relates to this place in that I've been quite fortunate that over the years I've had, I've spent time with a number of fake ordered or exponents uh, from around the country. And yeah, these, these are some of the real ngatino kaikoro, ngapu kōrero, otemotsu. And so I've been quite uh, fortunate in that respect. But... Probably a defining moment for me in terms of whaikōrero on this particular marae was when we came back for Uncle Raihania's tangihanga. And I was fortunate that, because uh, I had come back to, you know, to do, you know, to pay respects and to do whatever needed to be done. And there were three of my uncles, two of whom had passed away, who were sitting on the pai when, when I arrived. And they said, sit here. And it was, it was, the beautiful thing was that uh, as each ope came in, they would assess who would do the kōrero to them and how many, would, how many of us would speak and, and so forth. And then every time an ope came, they said, right, mahau e tama, mahau te kōrero. So there was my turn, mm-hmm. I'd get up and do my thing. And then 
afterwards, after we'd done the, the hariru with the manuhiri or you know, whoever it was that had come through the gate, we'd sit and we'd do a debrief. And, and it was neat. because And it was just not like, a, okay, right. They wouldn't... What, wasn't this about is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, no, this no, is wrong. No, it wasn't actually. <laughs> so an example that was Uncle George Roberts. He was one of the, the crow there who was here at the time. And <coughs> and he'd sit there and go, Oh, pai to koretanga. Oh, pai to koretanga tēnei me tēna. Hoeno. Anei tētahi mea haifakarotanga mahau. There's something for you to have a bit of a think about. Da, 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 da. And then the other uncles would say, Oh, yeah, and they would come in with their little bit. But it wasn't so much... I don't feel like it was a critique specifically of me, but actually it was an opportunity for them to say, oh, what about this? Oh, yes, that's right. And then it would branch into a wider discussion. It could have been about whakapapa, our connections with these particular whanau. So, yeah, it became a wānanga in its own in its own right. And so for, uh, you know, dare I say it, I think that particular tangihanga was a coming of age for me because I got the ability... To, I was actually given the opportunity to do a whaikōrero on this marae. This is my first time on this marae doing a whaikōrero under the, the guidance of my koroa and the guidance of my uncles. So yeah, that's that's a beautiful thing. It was a, it was a controlled environment, so that was nice. <laughs> and if if I got something wrong, then one of them would get up and oh, da, 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 and that fix things up. But they do it in a nice way. They, they wouldn't say, oh, here katonga koroa, da tamaitine, oh, tōna kore take hoka. They wouldn't do that. To scare you off. No, well, that's right, because they'll go, oh, if you. Never sitting on the pipe again, ever, ever, ever. Yeah, well, that's right, and that, 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 that happens as well. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, it is important, because I think we do have to seriously look at succession. And unfortunately, I think for us that live back home here, our resources are practically nil, because mm. most of our skilled ones, our rangatahi, don't live here. They're living in the cities. Mm. And the, you know that's where their that's where their mahi is. That's where their lives are. So you know we are or we very thin on the ground here. Yeah. It's like tissue paper. Mm. That's how thin it is. Mm. <laughs>